We're back for episode 18 of the Bikes Verified Podcast NFL Draft Special. What's going on, guys? We are back for episode 18. A uh, brief dismissal for us for about a month here, but we are locked in and ready to cover this NFL draft for the Vikings. 14th pick for them this year. We'll get all into that. Matt, how does it feel to be back in the booth? I'm excited, guys. It's uh, draft season. It's red carpet. Gas mask, tonsil. Yes. Just a bunch of sleepers, steals. I just love it all, and I'm excited for the Vikings at number 14 to see what we do. It's going to be awesome to see you. Um, I think we're in a very comfortable spot this year at 14, and I know Rick is sitting very comfortable because uh, Rick Spielman, known to be one of the better drafters of general managers in the league, uh, I think he's got a lot of options here. He can obviously look into trading up. He can look into trading down. Um, There's going to be good talent that potentially slips if quarterbacks go early. I think this is going to be one heck of a draft to watch. Can't wait to see it. Uh, What are your initial thoughts on this year's class, Matt, and do you think that there's some good value for us here in the first round? Well, this year's class is a little bit different just with it being COVID and scouting and everything. But uh, Spielman Pro said today City. in his presser that he's been very prepared just as any other draft. So that's good to hear. And I feel like it's pretty deep in a lot of positions that we need help in. Wide receiver, cornerback or two that I can name. Um, edge, they have a lot of good ones. So for us, it's a really good timing. And I think Spielman is going to nail this draft, but I think there could be some movement one way or another. If there's a guy like Slater available, they could move up. But uh, ideally, I think we trade back and maybe try to get a second rounder. And I like that move as well. Uh, You look at the two glaring needs of this team, and it's offensive line and edge. So uh, we look at the defense last year, obviously just mightily struggling to stop the run. Uh, The defensive front needs to be fortified a little bit. I agree with that. But I think that it's time that this team stops neglecting the offensive line. And we need to go out and get someone good. Um, In my opinion, I don't think Rashawn Slater is going to fall to us at 14. So I think that a potential move up could be in the cards. And if we want to be really aggressive, go up, try to get Panay Sewell out of Oregon. I think he's a generational tackle um, in the same conversation as the Jonathan Ogdens. Uh, Big, uh, highly recruited tackles out of college top picks uh it'll be interesting to see if we make that aggressive play and go try to lock down the edge of our offensive line for the next 10 plus years yeah i am really interested to see what happens for for me i kind of look at it as two different ways for the vikings on the top 10 is i think really if five qbs get taken hopefully either slater or sewell falls into either a pick or a range that we can trade up just a few to not really give up too much or uh, one of those guys are taken and one of either Fields, Jones, or um, Lance falls to our pick, which would give us a lot of leverage for teams like Washington, Chicago, maybe looking for that franchise QB to trade up ahead of New England Patriots, who are definitely looking at um, their franchise quarterback. So for us, I think we just have to look at it uh, two positives, but I ideally would like to get no alignment out of it. I totally agree, and that's why I think we have so much leverage is because there's so much potential for guys to slip in this year's draft because of how easily it could get so quarterback and receiver happy towards the top. I mean, you look at these teams who are trying to lock down their franchise quarterback, a guy who's going to turn the program around type of thing. Uh, explosive wide receivers as well. You look at some of the teams drafting early. Jamar Chase is going to be up there. Jalen Waddle's going to be up there. Devontae Smith's going to be up there. 
um, teams are going to really uh, let some talent go here. And that's why I think in the mid to early teens where we're sitting at, there's going to be a best available player that's going to be staring us in the face and going to be hard to pass up. So that's why I think it's going to be a tough decision if we have to move back. But I think that it's a great idea because we need to acquire picks. And obviously not having a second round pick this year, I think that uh, we got to try to find our way into those early to mid rounds. Yeah, you're, you're right about the best player available. Uh, there's going to be guys like Parsons, Jalen Phillips that people are pretty high on, all that they could go get and really fill a need. And I think Parsons is a sneaky fit just because Zimmer seems to love that versatile linebacker type. But uh, like you said, I think trading back is the way to go. And in his presser today, Spielman sounded quite um, confident that he would be moving up into the second round or at least moving up some way with those draft picks that he had. I think he was referencing more into the second round than the first when he was talking about his ability to move up with their amount of draft picks. Yeah, and we just stockpiled picks again. We have 10 draft picks this year, a lot of draft capital, so there's a lot of different ways we can move up or down mid-late rounds. There's going to be a lot of picks flying around, and I can't wait to see it. Um, I got a big question for you here, though. After just watching NFL Nation's mock draft on ESPN, uh, you look at Justin Fields looks to be falling down boards a little bit, so... Um, I will say this, whether it's Trey Lance, whether it's Justin Fields, I don't know if anyone will fall to 14. But I will ask you this question. If we have Trey Lance or Justin Fields looking at us at pick 14, and maybe the trade back offers aren't coming in as strong as we thought, um, do you think that the Vikings would potentially pull a trigger on a quarterback here? Yeah, it's it's tempting, that's for sure. It's it's definitely something I really would like, but I just don't know if it's the right move right now with, with the – the current state of situation. our roster and our coach and our GM, I think they have a little more pressure on them than to have that much leeway to draft quarterback and wait two years potentially to play them. I love the idea of it, and if they did it, I'd, I'd just back them if they did, but I just don't see them doing it. I just think they'd use that leverage to, to get a good return. I really think someone's going to trade up to really go get one of those guys, and I think that's where we got to leverage it and get back where we lost in the second round. I totally agree with that statement, and the only reason I really ask is because the top have uh, the top of this quarterback class is so talented. I mean, a lot of these guys are looking like guys that can be long-term starters in the league, and I know that's said every year, and it may sound like a broken record at this point, but I think Trey Lance, Justin Fields, those are both quarterbacks that have a ton of potential in the league, and it, personally, if I was a GM, it'd be tough for me to pass up, but I think due to cousin. Uh, Kirk Cousins contract situation like you said going to be another two years with him got to pay him that guaranteed money so it's a tough situation but uh, like you said I don't think we're going to go to the quarterback route here so to finish up pick number 14 here ideally uh, if who is your top three picks for who you'd like all right so we'll we'll start out with realistically Um, I obviously number one I think no-brainer pick would be Rashawn Slater if he finds his way to us at 14 that would be ideal you take him and run and then you maneuver that second, third round pick, try to get that later on. But I think Slater, number one, no question. And then realistically, I think Christian Darius is another option. Um, he's a tackle. I'd obviously be a little bit more bummed about him than Slater. Uh, still think he's got potential to be a good player, just not as physically gifted, maybe as Slater, not as strong and explosive. So he'd be my number two guy. And then number three, uh, really tough for me here. I was big on Pay early, not so much anymore. Um, I'm going to go ahead and just say my third would be Jalen Phillips, potentially. Um, I think Stephen Weatherly off that other edge is a viable DN, but I think there's still a little bit more help that needs to be gained in that department. So 
I think Jalen Phillips, you look at his frame, his measurables, he's 6'5", 270, I mean, can run. He's looks the part, absolutely, of a star defensive end. So, like, you just look at our coaching staff with Andre Patterson, and it's like, what could he do with a guy like that? So I think that's another intriguing option, and those are my top three at 14. How about you? Yeah, I think you nailed it. Uh, I would have had the exact same three in that order, honestly. Uh, but for me to shake it up a little bit, I think just like I said earlier, sleeper pick is Micah Parsons. I could just see him if they viewed him, either him or Barr being maybe used as a as an edge more or going up the a gap more. Whether I feel like they can be used in ways that can still rush the passer and and get to the quarterback. So for me, I just I know how much Zimmer loves that type of defensive player. I know he's going to be banging the table for one. So that's just my sleeper pick. Yeah, and I agree. He's such a hyper talented linebacker. Uh, you just look at the way he runs and hits. Mm-hmm. That's just something that Zimmer's got to be drooling over in the film booth. So I totally agree. Um, coming up next, we're going to mock the first 15 picks of this NFL draft for you. Stay tuned. All right, here we go. 15 pick mock draft. Me and Mac going to alternate picks here for you guys. Uh, no trades here in the first 15. We're just going to give you our opinion, see how this shakes out. We're going to start with the number one pick. Very obvious one to the Jacksonville Jaguars, Trevor Lawrence. Urban Meyer coming in. He's thinking of starting a new program down there in Jacksonville. He's going to get his franchise quarterback first overall pick. Yeah, number two, we got Zach Wilson going to the Jets with them trading Darnold to Carolina. It's an obvious move now. Um, it's just a matter of time. Absolutely, and we're going to go number three here. San Francisco 49ers traded up for the pick. Uh, it's leaning this way. I'm surprised by the pick, but I'm committed to it. We're going to go Mac Jones here at number three. Uh, good defense out there in San Fran. I think they're going to get their pocket passer. Uh, we'll see how he does. Down in Hotlanta, I think they're going to take Kyle Pitts. He's just been rising up draft boards, an absolute specimen at that position and, and can really uh, – is a mismatch against defenses, so I think they definitely take him down there. Yeah, he's going to be an awesome player to watch down there in Atlanta. Number five here, Cincinnati Bengals. Um, tough one here between Jamar Chase and Sewell, but I'm going to go with Panay Sewell. Uh, I think you got to protect your guy, Joe Burrow, coming off a torn ACL. You go get a tackle that can protect him for the next for years to come. I think they got adequate weapons, Boyd, T. Higgins. They're going to have to add someone in the later rounds, but here I'm going Sewell. Next, Miami Dolphins. I'm going to go with a sleeper here, uh, Jalen Waddle. Uh, sources are saying that they like Waddle over Jamar Chase, so uh, I'm going to go ride with that and take uh, Waddle. And people are saying Waddle would have came out and ran a 4-2, so if that's viable. Yeah, he's a speedster. Absolutely. So we're going to go number seven here, Detroit Lions. I think they're going to be very thrilled to see Jamar Chase on the board here. They're going to go grab him immediately, get another weapon up there for Jared Goff in the NFC North. At pick number eight here, the Carolina Panthers pass on a guy like uh, Rashawn Slater, and I think they go and opt for another wideout in Devontae Smith. He is absolutely electric, and I think with a couple wideouts on contract years, they're going to need to find that next uh, superstar wideout. Yeah, and I don't think a size is the issue with Devontae Smith. You saw it on tape. He can do everything. I think that's a great pick for him. Uh, Number nine, the Denver Broncos. I think they bring in a big competition for Drew Locke in camp, bring in Trey Lance out of North Dakota State. Uh, I think then it's anyone's job to win. I still have a little faith in Drew Locke, but I think Trey Lance is the future quarterback for the Denver Broncos at pick number nine. Dallas Cowboys here at number 10. I think it's a toss-up between Horn and Sertain, honestly, but uh, I'm going to lean towards Sertain as just more of a scheme fit there. So I think uh, Jerry Jones grabs his next cornerback. Absolutely. 
could see Jerry Jones going to do that, pair him with Trayvon Diggs in that defensive secondary. I think that's a good move for him. Uh, here we're looking at number 11. Bit of a surprise here. I'm going to go out on a limb. I think this is Dave Gettleman pick all the way. Goes and gets Quiddy Pay out of Michigan. I think he's a very explosive edge rusher. I think Gettleman won't be able to pass up what he's seen on tape, and I think they go get Pay at 11. At 12 here, the Philadelphia Eagles draft a guy with some oily hips, NFL oily. pedigree. J.C. Horn out of South Carolina. I just think he brings the ferocity to that position and is really uh, just a great ball player there and someone that they really need in the back end in Philadelphia. Absolutely. South Carolina product. You see the, the bloodline there to Stephon Gilmore. See some comparison to him. I like the pick there as well. Here we got pick number 13, uh, Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, big disappointment for Vikings fans here, but I think they go in and get Rashawn Slater out of Northwestern. And uh, it's no surprise you saw how much Justin Herbert was on the ground last year. Scary stuff for Chargers fans. So I think they go get a guy to, pr to protect him. I think Rashawn Slater, uh, potentially like a Tristan Wirfs type in this draft, uh, really big, athletic, strong tackle, and he's going to be a great piece off the edge for Justin Herbert there. Yeah, and then we have our Minnesota Vikings at number 14. Whoop. I think there's a couple variables here. I think really with Slater being available with the pick before us, I really do think that the Vikings look hard at maybe drafting or trading with uh, the Eagles, uh, someone up in that 11-12 range. Yeah. But if not, as well, we have the leverage with Justin Fields still sitting on the board. We can't really see the Vikings taking him at all, but for the leverage of a trade back, I just think there's a lot of variables for a trade up or down, and it's going to be really interesting to see us if we stay true to 14. Yeah. But with us staying at 14, no trades, I'm going to go with Christian Derrissaw. Third uh, offensive tackle taken, really solid uh, pass blocker, and should fit our zone scheme pretty well, and just in all honesty is someone that we absolutely need to have next year. Yeah, and I'd like that pick. I'd be satisfied with it. You know Rick is going to be working the phones at this pick. Going to be a lot of calls coming in. No doubt about that. Moving on to 15 and our final pick in the 15-pick mock draft. Uh, pretty obvious one here. New England Patriots get Justin Fields to fall into their lap. Uh, just an ideal uh, scenario for New England. Go get their quarterback of the future. Um, not too many times you get a value like Justin Fields at 15. So I think that is our 15-pick mock draft. You can book it. Now we're going to get into some mid-round sleepers that we think the Vikings should be looking at and acquiring to be on the team next season. Nick, who are some offensive and defensive sleepers? So a couple guys I like uh, mid-rounds for offense. I'm going to start with Jalen Darden, uh, electric little receiver out of North Texas. Uh, you look at his film, this guy could come in and return punts uh, from the get-go for us. He's just an absolute specimen switching directions. The guy can really cut. Um I just like what I see out of him, and I see a future for him in the slot for us potentially. I think it's someone we should really look into in the mid-rounds. Uh, another offensive guy I like is Jamie Newman, quarterback from Georgia. I think at some point we're going to pull the trigger on a quarterback in this draft. I just don't want to see Sean Mannion behind Kirk Cousins next year, potentially get a backup guy and a guy we can groom. I like what I've seen from Jamie Newman. Strong arm, good feet, uh, good decision maker. I think he could be a great option for us in the mid-rounds. Yeah, for me on offense, I like a guy, Cade Johnson, out of uh, South Dakota State. Dominated FCS is just uh, ability to play inside-outside. I think could really solidify that wide receiver three position here. And as a guy, I think that would be really good for us to pick in, in the third, fourth round. And then um, a couple QBs, Kellen Mond, he's really sliding up boards, so I think we'd have to trade up in the second round. 
for us to get our hands on him. But uh, I've heard we've talked with him and have been interested for sure. And then Kyle Trask is another scheme fit that in the third round, maybe fourth if he slips, could definitely be in play. Um, and it's just someone I see as a good fit in this Kubiak offense. Totally. And moving on to the defensive side, a couple sleepers I like. I'm going to start with the gopher product, Benjamin St. Juiced. Uh, nice looking corner. Expect him to go somewhere third to fourth round, I would say. Um, really good size out there at corner. Does well in zone coverage as well as man. You like what you see when he competes with receivers. Uh, good production at the U of M. I think it'd be a great option to keep him home here in Minnesota. Another guy I like is Jameen Davis, linebacker from Kentucky. You just look at the, produ- the production, the stats, the pro day. Um, the guy can get off the edge, and I think it's just another piece that can Mike Zimmer can utilize. Yeah, on the defensive side for me, I'm going to go a couple defensive ends. Uh, Joe Tryon, who's more of a athletic kind of linebacker defensive end, but I, I really like his, like I said, athletic ability, and he really was productive in his 2019 season. And then another guy in Cameron Sample, who seems to be a little bit more on the raw side, but I feel like Patterson getting his hands on him and in the uh, weight room can really craft him and, and help him develop a guy, you know, hopefully similar on the paths of, you know, Hunters and Weatherly's and Odenabo's as an effective pass rusher. Absolutely, and I expect the Vikings to totally make some money here in the mid to late rounds. Uh, you've seen the players that we've acquired in the past, and like you said, Andre Patterson getting his hands on the raw pass rusher. Uh, good things tend to happen when he gets to work with a guy with good athleticism and good size. So looking forward to see what Rick does in the mid to late rounds. Uh, there's definitely a ton of good talent top to bottom. This is going to be a great NFL draft to watch. Everyone should tune in Thursday night. Uh, live from the wonderful city of Cleveland. Um, We're excited to keep giving you guys coverage and cover these draft picks once they come in. Yeah, guys, we're uh, like you said, Thursday, the the real show starts, and we're excited to bring you guys coverage that night. We're going to be live, so check us out on IG. We'll be uh, providing live analysis of our picks, other picks, and just interacting with you guys. So we'd love for you to join and just uh, be part of the Vikings watch party. We could say, you know, we're, we're all ready to have a good time and see who we take. So I'm excited to get after it. And I'm even more excited for the whole seven rounds. Absolutely. We're going to get this team back on track and get some meaningful pieces in the 2021 NFL draft. Feels great to be back in the booth. Stay tuned on socials. Vikes verified out.